are Locked On Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are Locked On Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for The Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. It is always free on Mondays. Follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Subscribe on YouTube where we are live after every single game the rest of the way today on the show Nick Vile Packers super fan and longtime friend of the show who just did good morning football locked on Packers been all over that show lately he joins us to talk about the drama with Aaron Rodgers his thoughts on Jordan Love who he was very excited to see play uh, the defense and and his state with the Packers uh, right now. Uh, and and that is going to be, I think, a, a very fun uh, conversation. So we'll get to that in a little bit. Before we do, we did get a, a press conference from Matt LaFleur, who said um, some things about Jordan Love and where he felt the, the good and the bad was. Just off the top, though, before the, that part of it, because I'm going to spend the the top of the show talking about Jordan Love. He also said Eric Stokes is not expected to be out long term. Same deal with Kenny Clark. That is not the same as saying they're going to play this week, but they're not expected to be seriously injured. Still, we don't know when Zadarius Smith is coming back. We don't know when Jair Alexander is coming back. So defensively, there are going to be some, some question marks there. He did also say that the plan is to activate David Bakhtiari on Wednesday. Activated does not mean is going to play for the Packers this week. He will be activated. He will be part of the active roster, but that doesn't mean he will be active on game day necessarily. Who knows? Maybe the decision of whether or not Aaron Rodgers is going to play will factor into that. Uh, We do not know about that either. The soonest that can happen is Saturday. Rodgers needs to be asymptomatic and COVID negative to get back with the team. I don't think that it is better than 50-50 Aaron Rodgers plays on Sunday. Um, Not just because he has to be negative, but because he has to be asymptomatic as well. And we just don't know what what his status is right now with his health. And it, it is taken even professional athletes longer to clear this virus than 10 days in a lot of cases. So AJ Dillon was out a month. So that part of it is is difficult to predict. That could mean Jordan Love gets a second start. So what did Matt LaFleur say about Jordan Love? Well, he took responsibility for the game plan. He took responsibility for not having better answers to the zero pressures that the the all out blitzes, you know, a, a, a zero blitz, um, and and not having a better plan in general for the pressure that Kansas City was able to create. Steve Spagnuolo blitzed Jordan Love over fifty percent of his dropbacks, according to Pro Football Focus, and they created a ton of pressure in this game. And it is not all 
or even mostly on Jordan Love to have better answers when in a lot of cases they had some answers in protection and they blew those protections. And Matt LaFleur, he talked about that. He said there were times when the Packers had the guys to block up the front and they they blew it. Royce Newman, six pressures allowed via pro football focus. That is a dreadful game. I expect John Runyon Jr. to be the starting right guard when everyone gets back. I think that makes the most sense. Royce Newman has just not been good. Terrific in, in camp. Um, played well in the preseason. Won that right guard job. Just has not been good enough to date in, in regular season action. I think he can be a very good player. He's just not there yet. And some of it is mental. This, this offensive line has really ham and egged it. They have, they have found ways with bailing wire and sheet metal to, you know, build a fence around the quarterback, so to speak. But there have still been these lapses, even when Aaron Rodgers is out there. It's not, it's not you know, bad protection calls because even when Rodgers is out there making sure everyone's on the same page, everyone is in the right protection and the right play, they've been busting these protections. I think Adam Stenovich is a very good coach, but this is something that they need to get locked up. And I do think just getting David Bakhtiari back and getting Elton Jenkins back at left guard uh, immediately helps. Immediately helps because I also think it moves John Runyon Jr. to right guard. He's been the best guard of the Packers guard so far this season. It allows Lucas Patrick to stay at center, which is by far his best position. And then you can get Josh Myers back and just fold him in. Uh, whenever he's healthy. And we don't know when that's going to be. Had a, had a procedure on his knee. It still seems like he's at least a couple weeks away from being ready to come back, which is not ideal because you want him to be getting these reps so that come playoff time, when he's going to see the Tampa Bay defense and Vita Vea, that he's going to be ready. When they're going to see Raheem Morris and, and the Rams defense with Von Miller and Aaron Donald and all those guys up front, he's not going to see Jalen Ramsey even if he's going to be on the field. That he's ready. Missing those reps now is a problem. It it cannot be overstated how big an issue the protection was to what Jordan Love was and wasn't able to do. That is just the baseline starting point. And, and JT O'Sullivan, former Packer, by the way, did a great video to the QB school is, is a terrific resource for anyone who wants to learn more about quarterback play. I learn something every time I watch those videos. I think they're great. His, his pre-draft video on Jordan Love was some of the best stuff. He consistently does an awesome job. I, I highly recommend you go watch it. But he pointed out how consistently the protection let Love down and not the other way around. Now, there were some opportunities where he had some throws that he could have made that he didn't make. No doubt about it. On rewatch, though, those plays were fewer than I think, you know, someone like Troy Aikman was saying live on the game. He just had no chances on some of these plays where he's hitting the top of his drop and he's he's got color flashing in his in his face. He's got someone barreling down on him. And you're just no one is going to play quarterback at a high level in a situation like that. You know, I made this I made this joke because, you know, Aaron Nagler, I, I did every throw on a tweet stream and it was, you know, Nagler was making the joke that Love looked more comfortable deep in his own end zone than than Matthew Stafford, who panicked and threw a terrible interception against the Titans. And I pointed out 
that Jordan Love had a better PFF grade against pressure than Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford is a longtime veteran player in a very good scheme with a lot of great weapons and a good offensive line. And when he was pressured because the front was, was getting beat, he struggled. This is a thing that happens to quarterbacks. Were there times when Jordan Love had clean pockets and made some poor throws? Yes, by and large, I thought he played very well from a clean pocket. And in the second half, especially, he started to play in better rhythm. They protected him better. And when he was able to get protection, he was able to fire some really impressive throws in there. The touchdown is is the big one. They beat the blitz on fourth down. He makes an accurate throw with a guy in his face. I mean, escaping pressure. You saw the flashes of talent. And I think the people saying, oh, we, we, there were no flashes. There were flashes. No doubt there were flashes. The consistency, though, is what wins you games in the NFL. To be a great quarterback or even a good quarterback, you have to be consistent. And he wasn't. Now, does one game tell us anything about Jordan Love? I don't think it tells us very much. And I was talking about this with Mike Renner on, on Twitter. He, he asked me. If love had been good, would we have had big takeaways from this game? And I said, yes, because the baseline expectation for these young quarterbacks is that they don't play well. Now, I had higher expectations for Jordan Love than he performed because I expected Matt LaFleur to have a, a different game plan. And, and I said on this program, I expect this offense to look like week one last year against Minnesota. Jet motion, end arounds, and and RPOs, and and really creative stuff. They did some some creative things to be sure. I I loved the the two back look with Randall Cobb on the fast you know um, swing motion with a running back opposite two guys in the backfield. You're creating major problems for the defense to do to use Randall Cobb in that way was really smart. They ran a play on one of the boot actions, Randall Cobb as the F, sort of H-back type. And they ran that that naked and they got Josiah DeGuara for a first time. They made some adjustments, the sprint out, out route to Devontae Adams, which they hit twice. They hit it on third down, then they hit it on fourth down. They made the adjustments eventually. It just took them too long to get there. And I wonder how with a full week of preparation that changes. The, I was a little, I think, optimistic about how Jordan Love would play in this game because I thought the the position would be would be better, and I thought the offensive line would play better than they did. I thought that the the game plan would make it more advantageous. I thought the more opportunities, let's say, for Devontae Adams from the slot on inbreakers, they barely threw to the middle of the field, despite the fact that the Chiefs vacated the middle of the field a bunch on these zero blitzes. They were not able to get to anything quick. I mean, I just, if you if you see the all-out pressure, why are you not, with Devontae Adams in the slot, plenty, why are you not running some sort of inbreaker with no safety in the middle of the field? I mean, Russell Wilson kills teams with stuff like that. And if you know it's coming, if it's third and eight or more, you know they're going to send mega pressure. If, if, if I know it's coming, Matt LaFleur knows it's coming. Jordan Love knows it's coming. I'm not, I'm not special for knowing it's coming. They know. And they weren't able to consistently get to the right plays. And so when, when Matt LaFleur says, we didn't know if Jordan Love was ready, that's not coach speak. He didn't. You, these guys need to play. 
The idea that that Jordan Love was sitting for a year and watching Aaron Rodgers benefits him. It benefits him, but marginally. You've got to play. You've got to play. And he just hasn't. And and this was a, a, a nice opportunity to see him in a pretty low-risk situation, a game that they really should have won anyway, despite the fact that he did not light the world on fire. Maybe another game, he can show some improvement if they get the Seahawks with, with love this week. Maybe you're in a position at the end of the season where you're locked into a seed and you can play love in a game with, with low stakes and you can game plan for love and you can see all kinds of things. That's what the Chiefs did with Mahomes. They only saw him play once, really. Now, he got a full preseason. He got a full rookie offseason and then got that full next offseason. But also, they weren't pushing out Aaron Rodgers. They traded Alex Smith. Big damn difference. So that all has to be taken into account here as well. The TLDR of this is love played better than I think the, the live reaction was. And I did not come out of this game and and enter the NFL discourse on Monday going, the, the quarterback we should be talking about is Jordan Love. I came out of it going, the quarterback we should be talking about is Patrick Mahomes, who looks broken right now, who was held to his worst output as a pro by this Packers defense that didn't have three of its best, really it's three best players, Zadarius Smith, Jair Alexander, and Kenny Clark. Now, Rashawn Gary is getting in that mix. Devondre Campbell certainly getting in that mix. Thurnell Savage, I think at his peak, can be in that mix. But for the Packers to do that to Patrick Mahomes with all his guys, this, this Chiefs team is a mess. They're a mess. So I, I don't want to say, I don't want to make it seem like I think that Love was great. I don't. He wasn't. But I don't think this is like, okay, his career is over. I mean, I heard some of that. Loud voices, people with, with big platforms going, hey, just look like a starting quarterback. It's like, do you remember Justin Fields' first start? Do you remember Joe Burrow's first start? Do you remember the first time we saw Aaron Rodgers get extended playing time as a Green Bay Packer? The first two times, in fact, in 2005 against the Ravens, he was terrible. 2006 against the Patriots, he was terrible and got hurt. So it was just like, Oh my God, what did the Packers do drafting this guy who can't play, hasn't played for two years, isn't helping them win games now? Is this sounding familiar? Of course, I'm not saying that, that Love is going to be Aaron Rodgers, but even someone who eventually became Aaron Rodgers was bad early. The baseline expectations for quarterbacks, young quarterbacks, is that they are bad. And any, any play above that is gravy. Let's just remember that when we're trying to evaluate these things. And let's also evaluate them only on the things that are actually in their control. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. I love Thanksgiving, all the good food, the treats, plenty of them. Maybe you want a yummy dessert, but you don't want all of the calories and the sugar. You don't want your stomach to churn, to hurt. It's the perfect time for a Built Bar. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie, upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar with plenty of protein. You know what you could do? You know what I'd love to do? My family, we love to get a, a Thanksgiving workout in. You get your Thanksgiving workout in, you get your Built Bar. That gets you ready. That gets you ready to eat because you're putting something good in your body. You're fueling your body every time you eat a Built Bar because not only are they delicious, and they are. They're low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein. 
What more could you be looking for? Something delicious that's actually good for your body? That is rare. How many things can you say that about? Not very many. New surprises all month. Limited time flavors arriving at Built.com regularly. So check the site often. There is nothing like Built Bar Black Friday. Mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, you've seen him on Good Morning Football, but you heard him first on the Locked On Packers podcast. Hopefully you did. Anyway, Nick Vile hmm. uh, is with us now. And, and Nick, um, I, I feel, felt like it has been too long since we've had a, a check-in with you about, about where this team is and what's going on. And, and we, had, we had talked about getting you on before all the Aaron Rodgers stuff happened. Yeah. And but then I all the Aaron Rodgers stuff happened. <laughs> it's been, um, it's been something. Can I, can I ask you a question though? Sure. Does any of this surprise you? Oh, okay. So I have, I have not said this on the show. I was surprised when Aaron Rodgers said back in whatever it was, July, August, that he, whatever he said, I I'm immunized. And we all took that to mean I'm vaccinated. Um, and you know, you, we, we can quibble over whether or not that was the prudent thing to do or not. But uh, that was more surprising to me than what has happened. Yeah, I remember remember when you said immunized. <laughs> and I just remember thinking, that's just such a weird way to say it. Yeah. And then there was a thought to myself. I, we might have talked about it in DM. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, it's uh, and I don't even mean necessarily... Because obviously, you know the uh, the vaccination stuff. You know, sadly, it's it's a political thing. And but you know, it, it's you know, I don't want to get into you know that person. I mean, it's your show, but it's is it? I, I'm sorry. Are we surprised that he tried to argue semantics about whether he was deliberately deceiving? You know, people are just like, did he lie? Did he not lie? <clears throat> and like. What he was was clearly deliberately deceitful. Now, you can discuss whether like, oh, well, like he didn't want, you know, cancel culture or whatever to kind of come after him and blah, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. But like, fine. I mean, I don't I don't know the, what the argument has to be yeah. that he was justified in being deceitful, not that he was deceitful. Correct. That's like that's where Correct. we have to land on it, because Correct. Yes. that that is just baseline. We know he was deceitful. Yeah. He didn't want people to know of his choice. And that, and if he wants to say it was my, you know, whatever, I don't know. But um, it was, it was, I guess I just wasn't all that shocked. We we know who Aaron Rodgers is. He's a great quarterback. And I, man, give credit to Mark Murphy. Cause at the time I was like, Oh, like, but like he is a complicated fellow. And that is the nicest possible way you can say what needs to be said about Aaron Rodgers. That has been something that I have seen on Twitter a lot over the last like week is, oh yeah, it turns out Aaron Rodgers, complicated fellow for, for, you know, for good and for ill. I mean, we, we love him for being complicated too. We love um, a lot of the decisions that he makes and the things that he shares that, that Russell Wilson wouldn't, and that Tom Brady wouldn't, 
And so, you know, not the, not to say you have to take the good with the bad, but the complicated parts, the layers are what, what makes us all human. And I do think it's important that it it is okay to also say what he did for those local businesses in California, hugely impactful. Standing up for social justice, hugely impactful. You know, it's like the Kyrie Irving thing and like people contain multitudes and that's okay to say a lot of this stuff is over here and there's this other stuff that that's over there. Like everyone, everyone is, is complicated. Yeah. My, my good friend, Tyler Merritt says, you know, people aren't monolithic in the sense that like, yeah, I mean, whether you, if you can, Aaron Rodgers is just clearly not perfect. No one is. Um, and he is, he, he is, if you want to give him credit, I guess you can give him credit for, uh, you know, maybe the Tom Brady's and the Russell Wilson's of the world are are obsessed with being perfectly polished. And Aaron Rodgers, I don't know what he's obsessed with, but clearly um, his desire to, I think his desire to be right um, supersedes his desire uh, to be liked in a politician like in a politician Russell Wilson type of way. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you know, Russell Wilson prioritizes saying the right things at all times. Like, and that's fine. I'm not like, we're not here to, you know, I, I don't know Russell Wilson. I, I know people know him. He's think he's a great guy, but you know, he is very brand conscious. He is, he is a politician and, and Aaron Rodgers is, is it, is it a complicated fellow? I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I mean, he's a, so, so let's, let's, move past at least that initial thing that happened, um, you know, with, with his status and and we don't know if he's going to be back by Saturday. Um, you have been on this show talking about, and you and I have talked about, um, your excitement level for Jordan love. Yeah. So, so that, that says a lot. How, what were your expectations of love in this game? Cause I will admit my expectations were a little too high. Uh, well, I think hindsight, my sober mind. Um, what I was like when we found out Aaron Rodgers got COVID. Obviously, my initial reaction is from just speaking clearly, football was huge disappointment. Coming off an incredible high uh, of a Cardinals win, this right. team is clear. Like what's what's exciting, I think, is still true about this team is they seem they seem to be galvanizing around together despite the drama right and i don't know if it's you know like we have a, a pretty veteran team um obviously last year's ended in severe disappointment and i think they've responded obviously well to that the first loss and they they're really coming together and it, it seems to be a close locker room of which i think Aaron Rodgers is playing a, a big role in and then you hear that and you're a huge disappointment, but then immediately it was like, you know what? Shoot. And I think Andrew Brandt said it best. Like, man, football wise alone, what a, what a unique and perfect opportunity. Seven and one playing a non-conference appointment opponent, uh, uh, an opponent that has a terrible defense historically. Uh, your quarterback is you all know, sick, not facing major injury. And now you get a chance to, take a look at your first round draft pick. I mean, like if you're looking for a silver lining, there was a silver lining to find. Right. So I was just like, well, shoot, like, let's let, here we go. I was pretty optimistic about Jordan love. And obviously I think most of us huge disappointment. My biggest takeaway is that like, I, I just, 
I, I, I don't see how after one game, and I know it's one game, and there's been a lot of conversations, and I've, I've seen uh, that JT O'Sullivan YouTube video out there that mm-hmm. people are talking about. I watched that, and I think a lot of the blame goes on Matt LaFleur. I think a lot of the blame goes on, on the offensive line. Despite all that, and I'm willing to say, hey, it's one game. Clearly, Kansas City was rocking. I think the fans deserve a lot of that win uh, yeah. at Kansas City. Despite all that, I mean, the eyeball test of like moving on from an MVP quarterback. I don't see how they do it next year. I, I don't see how you're like, you know what? You, you, you couldn't get a first down off a uh, third down until the very end of the game. You scored seven points. Your defense played lights out. Yeah. You and, and we're like, you know, we're still going to move on from a quarterback who is playing at an MVP level uh, for a position where that's just so hard to find. And I just don't see how they move on next year. Well, and, and you know, it, it's it may not be their call, right? I mean, the, the after they went through what they went through in the offseason and renegotiated the contracts. That's true. We don't know for sure that Rodgers is going to have the power to say, I'm out. But we do know that they renegotiated it so that. The Packers have to make a decision with the salary. It is either trade or extension. That's it. And you're right. I mean, at this point, we don't know. I I, I do wonder, though. Let's say we get to Saturday and Rodgers can't go. uh, He's symptomatic or he's not testing negative because those those are the deals. You have to be asymptomatic and you have to test negative to be back with the team. Let's say he can't do that by Saturday. Is there a level to which Jordan Love could play in in this Seahawks game and let's say Rodgers comes back and we don't see Jordan Love again until the spring where you'd go okay I can see it he would have to play really good and I I will say this I if Rodgers can't play and I think it's a big I think it's 50 50 I think people are weirdly I think it's less likely than people realize yes like it's not a sure thing I, I would call it 50 50 you know I would too. Uh, and I'm going to be just as optimistic as I was going in the Kansas city game. <laughs> and maybe, I'm, maybe, maybe that's just the Homer in me, but I, I think Matt, I think a lot of the blame was like, you watch the, the protection was terrible. The game. And I'm like, what do, what do I know? I'm not, I don't, I'm, I don't, I'm not a coach. I didn't play quarterback. I don't call games. I don't like Monday morning quarterback, but like Matt and Matt LaFleur said it. And, and I don't think it was disingenuous. I don't think it was Matt LaFleur just like taking one for the team. Like, I don't know why he called that game plan. I don't know if he thought maybe he had too much faith and, and, and Jordan love, but I don't care what he thought about Jordan love. It was still his first game. Kansas city is historically a hard stadium to play in that crowd. You could, you could, you could hear how loud that crowd was from watching it on TV. Yeah. And you have and all they blitzed like, him 50% of the time. Yeah. And like, I mean, you play Madden, right? Like yeah. I'm sitting there being like, I know Madden isn't the same as real life football, but man, like call a slant, call a drag. Like why the hell wasn't like Lazar just like the middle was wide open and like they're running like these like 15 yard ends that like how just like run a drag, man. Like just run across the field. Like someone's going to be wide open. Like you have, you have uh, Devonte Adams, like the best slant guy in the league, yeah. and they're throwing like fades, 
You know, I don't, I don't, I just don't, I didn't get that play call. The running game was working. They didn't, Kansas City didn't stop that. So, like, I put a lot on that LaFleur. And all that being said, I do think what LaFleur has proven is that he's human. He can make mistakes, but the man may not be great at in game adjustments, but he definitely adjusts the next game. And I think being at home will serve Jordan Love very well. I think Matt LaFleur will uh, call a much better game plan, one that is deserving of a first-time quarterback. And I would expect Jordan Love to play a much better game. Will the defense continue to play the way it's playing? And will Russell Wilson be Russ, uh, healthy? Or will Russell Wilson like just want to cook? I don't know. Um, but I, I hasn't expect- cooked at Lambeau. He hasn't cooked at Lambeau. I expect a better game from Jordan Love, but uh, he would have to play pretty flawless for me to be like, I'm, I, I'm just, I, and we talked before, I was pretty ready to be like uh, moving on from Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Not because I didn't want to, but um, seeing Aaron Rodgers play this year, seeing what he did with Arizona and then watching Jordan Love the following week, Man, we have been blessed and spoiled as Packer fans for the past 30 years, and it's going to be a nightmare to move on from Aaron Rodgers, have Jordan Love play even like average, and have Aaron Rodgers just be slinging it with anybody else. I, I just I, that's going to be that's going to be that's a tough pill to swallow. And I wow, I just can't. I don't know if Goody and Mark have the guts. I think it is also a, a big question if if the the Aaron Rodgers part of this is going to continue to be you know as contentious as it seemed in the offseason because he seems to be in a much better place with it. Now who knows if this makes things worse. Mike Sando and the Athletic wrote about talked to some executives who felt like yeah this is going to affect other teams wanting to trade for him. Well, um, that's a, that's the thing. I was talking to my buddy this morning. I mean, if we're talking purely football in the Packers this nonsense of this craziness with Aaron Rodgers for the past couple of days. I mean, that's, that helps the Packers, you know, you up, think. up until this point. Yeah. Like everyone saw Rodgers speaking pretty positively about the front office, clearly close with his team. You know, we don't know what's going to happen with contracts and Devontae Adams, et cetera, et cetera. But like he didn't win any friends across the league. Right. And he's got, a very close friend in Bakhtiara, Bakhtiari. He's got his best friend in Randall Cobb. He's got his friend in Devontae Adams, and hopefully they can work that all out. Like, where are you going to go where you're going to feel more welcomed? And if having the opportunity to play with friends and feeling connected with your teammates, then the, that's Green Bay, Aaron. I'm not going to – I'm more like, what if, like, this has gotten so ugly. I think being spoofed by SNL – broke Aaron Rodgers' heart in a way that we can't even fathom. Um, and Howard like Stern said, he should be kicked out of the league. Yeah. You know, Howard Stern, you know, but I just mean, this is, this is hit. This is hit popular culture in a way. Yeah. That I don't think, I don't think he realized it would. would be I, my well, guess. That, that I agree. I mean, I, how do you go on? Like, how, well, I, it's like, how do you go? If you want to take, he's, he's, he's talked about Joe Rogan's podcast. He said, I listened to Joe Rogan's podcast. And then, then he referenced his new, like a, a newfound friendship. So what he, it, what it sounded like, and Aaron Rodgers, we always hear how careful he is with his words, and he chooses each word very carefully. It sounded like he's just listens to his podcast because he's a fan. Got COVID. It was like, you know who I'm gonna call? Uh, he's like, he DM'd Joe Rogan and was like, hey bro, got COVID. Got any advice? It, like 
That's what it sounded like. He didn't say, oh, I talked to Joe Rogan's doctors. Okay, if he if he would have said that, I've been like, okay, I don't necessarily know what you guys are doing, but at least he talked to some doctors. <laughs> he was just like, I listened to a podcast. It was nuts. It was insane. And I'm more worried about Aaron Rodgers saying, fuck, excuse my language, F it. Uh, I'm retiring. I'm done. Like the embarrassment that he didn't expect. I'm more worried about like Aaron Rodgers just going off the reservation than anything else. Now, do I think that's going to happen? No, but I do think winning cures all. I never thought signing Odell Beckham Jr. would be the distraction this team needs, but I think it's the distraction this team needs. Let's go. I, I say, I say, let's go. Um, you, you may only have, you know, 12 more games or something with Aaron Rodgers. So, I mean, why not? Why not just go for it? Uh, we have to talk about the defense. Um, uh, if for no other reason, then, then I'm sure there are people sick of, a ta- of us talking about Aaron Rodgers. I, I am, I am not moral victory guy. It was, but, a, it was good. But I, I feel like there, there is an element of that just being, I know the chiefs have not been the chiefs, but Patrick Mahomes still plays for that team. Tyreek yeah. still plays for that team. Travis Kelsey still plays for that team. And Andy Reid is still calling the plays. And the defense was flying around. I, I can't remember the last time I felt like, okay, the defense, maybe early 2019, when it was like, oh, yeah, the defense could win them a game. And we, we, we just haven't seen that lately. Yeah, I, I want to be the first to apologize to Joe Barry. I mean, I was not thrilled with that hire and I, I was not kind on Twitter after game one. Um, You're not alone in that. I am sorry. Um, yeah. I mean, listen, I, I think there's still, I include myself in the, the part of Packer fans that are, are still reluctant to be like, we have a good defense. Right. Um, but I think that the smell test is like you pointed out, they play with a physicality and and a type of pursuit to the football that I just don't think we have seen. Um, they seem to be assignment sure. Um, you know, there's a couple of times before the play, you're like, oh my God, everyone looks confused. But nevertheless, you just don't see these wide open misassignments. I mean, they they Patrick Mahomes made a play because Sullivan, you know, slipped, you right. know? And that happens. That that's gonna happen, man. You know, but they played such a complete game. And I don't care who your quarterback is. Like they shut that team down. They had like 150 yards passing in the NFL, you know, where they're like, they're, they're just like, Hey, throw for 300 yards. Um, yeah. Everyone's yeah. everyone's throwing for 300 yards. I'm, Mike white is throwing for 300 yards. Yeah. They, uh, Kenny Clark didn't play. Like we always hear these things like uh, up to this year, it was like, Oh my God, if, if Zadarius gets hurt, we're, I mean, we're really screwed. Oh my God. If, if, if Alexander gets hurt, we're screwed. Oh my God. If Kenny Clark gets hurt, you know, Matt LaFleur is like, I was crying on the sideline. And yet like for the first time in a long time, what we, what we have is a, is a team defense that like, listen, they might not have their stars at times. People get hurt, but everyone knows their job. And when everyone knows their job on a defense, it's, it's hard to move the ball. And I'm encouraged by that. And I'm super encouraged about getting these players back it was a tough loss. I think Packer fans need to be super thankful. Like minus the loss. And and you were right. You called it on Twitter a week ago and you said, you know, the Arizona game was maybe a game we're going to lose that we should win. And despite Jordan love looking as ugly as it did and the pass protection looking bad, 
we gave up nine points in a game we lost by six. And so like you look back and you're like, man, we, we should have, we should have won that game. Yeah. It, it was really a bummer. Cause man, how, how crazy would it have been if Sullivan doesn't slip, we stop him on third and 10 and Jordan love has a chance to drive down the field with two minutes left to win that game. That would have been insane. We had, yeah. cause it, cause it watching it. And he was like eating up. No, yeah, it, it, exactly. Man. Like, Oh my, that would have been, that would have been real. Like what, what would have happened if Jordan Love would have driven down the field? And they might have had to shut down Twitter. I mean, like, it was just like, how do you comprehend what we just watched? It was just like, it just didn't feel like we should win the game. And then, it, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like watching it, we're like, we yeah. have no business winning this game. And then you like, you're like, and then you're like 10 minutes later, you're just like, wait, we lost by six. Okay. We, we gave them nine points. Like we shoot, we should have won that game. And and uh, yeah, so like I think that's that you're hard. You're trying to process all that, but um, I, I'm really encouraged by getting some of these players back. And I think there's a lot, like you said, moral victories. I mean, if we get you know these, we get these players back. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Zedarius. They're pretty cryptic about like, is he hurt? Is he not? Is he temperamental? I don't know, but like he's pretty insistent that he's going to play. And just, get, I mean, sh- shoot, even if Sidarius only plays on third downs, because like we don't necessarily need him. Rashawn Gary's balling. You know, he's balling. So, like, even if Sidarius is there to spell him, like, man, that, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a type of player that you, is going to be super valuable come playoff time. But um, yeah, I'm, uh, I, uh, it's, it was a, I'm, I'm still optimistic. I'm a little worried about the off field drama. I'm a little worried about Rodgers, like, completely losing his mind not necessarily from what he said, but, but like, I, I do not think, I don't know what he was thinking because regardless of what you agree with what Aaron Rodgers said or not, he definitely put himself on a limb there. He put himself hundred percent, you know, like, I think he expected to change hearts and minds. I really do. Which is like, I mean, God bless him for being that bold, but like, I, you know, you don't, he, he, again, I, I, I'm not, regardless of what you think of Joe Rogan, you know, he's divisive, you know? And so right. it's like his, again, that, that was shocking to me. So I was just, I was shocking that he was so honest. I was shocked that he was so honest. Uh, and so maybe he's fine with the criticism. It seems like his team is willing to, you know, his support of him. And again, my hope is he just shows up and whatever you think of what he said or did and what you like or dislike that, the team, it does. What do you think? I feel like the team really feels like they have a job to do this season. Like I do, it, it feels like the team is on a mission. I mean, the players and the coach, not the front office. And like, I do feel like this team has a F everyone else. We're here to win this together. And I think that's exciting and encouraging. And, and that is why I'm optimistic that we'll get through all this nonsense. I, I, I feel that too, um, especially because of the way the defense plays and, and has been playing without all these guys. I, I think that is um, a, a really great point. Um, and I think that's a great place to, to end this conversation for now. Um, but we will, we will do it again soon. Let the, let the listeners who, who may not be as familiar with the vile files uh, know what you're up to. <laughs> uh, yeah. You can check uh, me out on the vile files. We're here three days a week. Uh, if uh, we talk a lot about relationship dynamics and uh, we talk a little reality TV and um, yeah, if you're in that sort of thing, uh, you'll, you'll love our show and you can check it out anywhere you listen to podcasts. And um, that's about it. Nick. Awesome to talk to you, man. I appreciate it. Good to be with you, Peter.
All right. Thanks to Nick for joining me. Love talking to Nick. Uh, and uh, I, I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. Let me talk to you about our friends at GetUpside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill out. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get a bonus 25 cent per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside and get that 50 cent per gallon cash back on your first tank when you use the promo code touchdown you can be making two maybe even three hundred dollars a month in cash back if you drive a lot and there's no catch no catch just get your money to have it put right in your bank account paypal e-gifts card amazon whatever you want download the free get upside app and use the promo code touchdown to get that 50 percent 50 cent per gallon cash back on your first tank all right, we're going to be back tomorrow. Zhao you doing in full effect. The streak is broken, but Lily Zhao is still going to be in the building crossover Thursday and our live stream on Friday. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do it 920 341 3775 to stay locked on Packers.